Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. Tonight, we're going to be talking all about Microsoft OneNote, and we're going to be sharing our tips and tricks of how OneNote is helping us not only in the classroom, but organize our lives in and out of education. I've got fantastic guests today that are going to talk to us not only about how they're using OneNote, but we're going to talk about the second annual OneNote conference that's happening in just a few weeks and how you can be a part of it. I want to share that we have several great people already watching us live here as we are each and every Tuesday night. And of course, you can find us every Tuesday at 8 o'clock over on TeacherCast.tv. want to bring on our guest today, Sam Patterson. Sam, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great today. Thanks for the welcome. The warm welcome. It is a warm welcome. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Sam Patterson. I am a pre-kindergarten through sixth grade maker coordinator in Culver City at Echo Horizon School. We make things. Awesome. I want to bring also on from the Tech Educator Podcast, Josh. Josh, how are you today? Josh is doing just fine, experiencing things quite a bit differently than Sam is up here in Wisconsin. Very, very cool. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am a grades five through eight technology coach in the De Pierce School District and formerly business education teacher. I am here from Wisconsin. Hi. Awesome. Now, tonight we are lucky to have some amazing guests with us. We have two MIE experts. I want to bring on Mr. Richard Snyder. Richard, how are you today? Fantastic. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here, coming back on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm a tech integration specialist for the Lake Washington School District, which is in Redmond. Before that, I was a librarian, an English teacher, and I even taught German for a couple of years. Wow, that was pretty cool. I bet you needed to help. I bet you needed to organize yourself an awful lot when you were doing all that work. Much structure, much organization, absolutely. And I bet OneNote was one of your best friends during that time. I fortunately... Yeah, yeah, ich liebe OneNote. <laughs> <laughs> As if it was scripted. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> also want to bring on uh, a friend, a fellow MIE here, and somebody who was recently spotlighted on the Microsoft Education blog in America, in Dubai, in Qatar. in Qu Tammy Dunbar, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, sir? I am doing so well. It is so nice to see you. Uh, many people also are wondering, where can we learn more about Tammy Dunbar? Tammy, should we take this time to tell them where they can soon find out more information about Tammy Dunbar? Where they can soon find out more? Well, there's a Microsoft blog that has a lot of stuff about me. Um, I'm not sure what you're alluding to, Jeff. Well, Tammy will soon be featured on the first episode of season two of the MIE Spotlight podcast. Yes, that is actually correct. I, I'm very excited about that. And this is number two, isn't it? This is, wow. It certainly is. So I'm on, oh, okay. So if I get three, is it called a turkey or is it called a hat trick or what's it called if I'm on three of them? I, anyway, I, I, don't I teach know. fifth grade at Unified in California and I teach um, pre-service and intern teachers at Teachers College of San Joaquin in Stockton. Very, California. very cool. Yeah, our, our, wait, I have to know. I have to know. Where does the special terminology of three being a turkey come from? I'm That's familiar bowling. with hat. That's bowling. It's a bowling, that bowling. It's a bowling okay. thing. Bowling. Thank you. Yes. It is a bowling thing. All right. Our next guest, and I promise our last guest for the evening here, is the creator of the OneNote conference, Jared DeCamp. Jared, how are you today? 
What's going on? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, you so much for your time tonight. Um, we are here to celebrate all things Microsoft OneNote. First of all, tell us a little bit about yourself and the conference coming up. Right, exactly. So I'm over here based in California in Los Angeles as well. And uh, I'm a OneNote fan. I am a licensed real estate appraiser. Started using OneNote when I was doing appraisal work and uh, just kind of grew from there. Putting together the Learn OneNote conference is the second annual event. I uh, had a great turnout last year. About 4,000 people showed up and hoping to do any, even bigger things this year. I, I absolutely love that. 4,000 people showed up. You said there were so many people that are also watching after the fact. How do people um, find the conference and, and sign up to be a part of it? Right. So I have the homepage. The website is learnonconference.com. And you just go to that page and there's a giant blue button at the top. Click on that and uh, sign up with your email address. And then I'll send you the links to all the sessions as they're released throughout the event. The conference is November 7th through the 13th. And, and how many people do you have presenting? Let's talk about the lineup, the star-studded lineup. Okay, it's like Tammy and everybody, right? So, so tell us right. a, a little bit about, about the lineup of presenters and what some of the topics are. Exactly. So, so I'm, I'm a OneNote fan, but really, like, all the speakers are blowing me away with everything that they have. So I, I have, in all the advertisements, I have, like, 25 or more speakers, and there's actually close to 31 or 32 speakers. Uh, outstanding lineup. So Tammy, of course, we have Scott Bricker, which you mentioned was on the call right now. And we have Mike Tolson just signed up from Microsoft to share. Um, so there's tons and tons of names and all of them are on the Learn On Conference website page. That is absolutely awesome. I am certainly looking forward to it. I'm going to be doing a, a session on podcasting. A lot of people say, well, how do you do your podcast? How do you keep things organized? We're going to talk a little bit about that. But today, we're going to focus on OneNote and how OneNote can be used in the classroom to keep ourselves organized. We're going to be isolating basically four different ways. And one of the ways is to really get inspired by this conference you're doing, Jared. We're going to talk about event planning. Now, I understand that OneNote is a great tool for event planning. Um, who can share a little bit about how OneNote can help us when we're planning large events? Right. Well, I definitely can because I'm using it every single day mm -hmm. right now to plan it. I'm in it uh, planning the conference, the online event. But of course, like it can be used to plan a party or a school carnival or any of that kind of sort of thing. Um, the way that I use it, I always draw back to, I use it exactly like if it was a physical notebook binder that you take off the shelf and use. So I have all my brainstorming in there. I have tables that I've created with lists. And um, so I can get into some of the specific ways that I use it for the event, if you'd like. Uh, sure. Okay. So um, one of the things that we did the other day that was pretty exciting, uh, or I felt like it was exciting, is uh, we got out the Surface tablet and my wife has helped me on the conference and we got out the stylus and we, we were able to uh, hand draw some of the workflows and, the, and like what emails everybody was going to receive and when they would receive it. And so being able to do that by hand really easily uh, was, was a, a huge help. And then it's all right there in the notebook along with all the type notes. And then my wife is a huge fan of the rainbow sparkle writing. So that was kind of cool to see. That's pretty Agreed cool. On the rainbow sparkle. Yes, right. plus plus one on the rainbow sparkles. Mm -hmm. Now, Josh, <laughs> you do a lot of planning for your PD in your school. Um, 
Could you see yourself using Microsoft OneNote to help organize your PD sessions, maybe your show notes that you do? Could you see OneNote maybe creeping into your life as a tech coach? I think it's possible. I know that organization is probably one of the biggest parts of my position and and being in two different buildings and having, you know, 70, 80 different teachers that I work with, trying to keep things organized. You know, it's always tough trying to find the most efficient or easiest way. Um, I'm not super familiar with OneNote. That's why I'm excited to learn from everybody who's here tonight. Uh, but I'm always looking for something that can make my life a little bit easier, make it faster and more efficient for me to, to plan and organize and be able to recall information and things when I need them. Um, so... Yeah, definitely into it. Is ever going to be the best tool for the job? Well, let's take what Josh just said. He's not too familiar with OneNote. Um, Richard, Tammy, where can people who are new to OneNote go? Where, where are some of maybe the Twitter hashtags or the Twitter accounts or the websites? Where do we go to learn more about Microsoft OneNote? Uh, well, the, one of the people you can follow is OneNote Central. Um, she does a lot of work. And of course, you can follow Mike Folson. That is so exciting that Mike is going to be on, on your conference. Uh, Jared, I'm really excited because Mike is the OneNote guru. Yeah. I, so, I have to brag a second. I, I learned OneNote from Mike. He came to my district and taught several two-hour classes. And it was, you take basically every bit of knowledge about OneNote condensed in two hours. And that was his presentation. And I was hooked from the first five minutes that I I could see exactly how I could apply to everything I was doing. So I, I feel very lucky I learned from him. <laughs> I, I have to echo that same thing. I was not a OneNote person. This is even before I was an MIE. And I had contacted Microsoft Education and said, let's do a show on OneNote. I don't know anything. And behold, I had a show with Mike and Ari. And next thing I know... I was absolutely hooked. And and what, you know, two amazing educators to, to learn on here. That got me thinking about other ways to use Microsoft OneNote. Now, Josh had also mentioned as a tech coach, we plan a lot of team meetings. How can you use Microsoft OneNote to make your team meetings or department meetings or faculty meetings easily um, organized for your staff members? Uh, I can speak to that one. Um, first of all, before I forget, you asked about a place to go learn about OneNote. Just go to OneNote.com and you can actually download the app from there and get lots of guides. But once you have that and start using it, I, the way that I do my job every day is in OneNote. I'm on probably four or five different teams that are in constant collaboration, constant communication. We have minutes from our meetings. We have to-do lists. We have resources that we have to keep track of. And every bit of that happens in OneNote, um, whether that's just a regular OneNote notebook that we all have a link to and share and everyone has full access to it. Or uh, I also am in charge of a group of teacher leaders and we do a OneNote class notebook or a OneNote staff notebook. Now, that means that I, as like the meeting organizer, maybe add the, uh, the agenda, all the resources, everything to it and they access it in their own kind of private section. So like someone could take notes with the agenda or they could take notes on what activity we're doing and it doesn't affect anybody else's like version of those notes. So it's, you can use it in a couple different ways, but for team meetings, uh, I don't think our team could really survive without OneNote at this point. Now, in addition to team meetings and keeping people organized, Sam, I would assume that having an organizational structure like a OneNote is a great way to organize everything that goes into a makerspace. You've got a lot of stuff that you do there, lots of lessons, lots of activities, lots of ideas. 
Because with OneNote, you can put in video, audio, pictures, PDFs, text, uh, rainbow-colored pencils, apparently. How could you use OneNote to your advantage to keep all of your stuff organized? Well, I think that if you've got it set up so that it's actually a space where you're helping your students keep track of their information while at the same time able to engage in that uh, necessary dialogue of making. I think that's you know going to be really how you can use a, a collaborative platform like that to strengthen what you're doing. You know, you've got the resources right there for them to read and interact with, but at the same time, it's very easy for you to see what they're doing. Now, many people use OneNote in work. Many people use OneNote at home. And the nice thing about OneNote is that you can use it mobily. You can travel with it around. Can somebody talk to us a little bit about how OneNote is used no matter where you are and no matter on what device you're on? Oh, I love OneNote for that purpose. I go to a lot of conferences. I do, like Richard, I do training for NCCE and, and was just recently at Hack the Classroom. And you've got airline tickets and you've got hotel reservations and uh, recommendations for certain things. So I put everything into my OneNote and then I carry it here on my mobile phone on my app. So when I'm at the airline, boom, there's my QR code. When I go to the hotel, there's my reservation number. This time when I went to hack the classroom, I even put the link in for my presentation just in case I lost my presentation. So everything was on there that I needed and plus, if I'm training for a company like NCCE, I have to keep my receipts. So I use the Office Lens app to take pictures of my receipts and they go right into my OneNote. So when it's time for me to turn in all my receipts, they're all in one convenient place. I didn't lose them and I can send them off quickly, which is always a plus. And here's the best thing. I've got all this information in this little tiny OneNote. It's very light. I can travel with it very easily. So, no so matter, I love it. So no matter if you're on an iPhone, an Android phone, a Microsoft phone, a tablet, a whatever, OneNote yes. is there. And, it, you know, obviously there's a OneNote app that you can download. But even on my iPad, I've gone to OneNote.com and logged on. It's oh, yeah. absolutely fantastic. Now, do you see a difference in using the OneNote on, say, your phone versus on your Surface where you have the ability to use your pen? Well, obviously, there is a difference. Anytime you have a desktop version, there's more muscle than there would be with an app. Um, so there is that. But th they keep adding more and more things to the app. So I can add video and I can add audio and and I can add, you know, office lens. And so it's it's still pretty darn powerful. Um, but yeah, there's there's always a difference. And the app is different too. I mean, that rainbow pen, you can't get that on the desktop version, doggone it. All right. I think we're going to be moving the show over to hashtag rainbow pen from now on, everybody here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want, I want to see the rainbow pen. I need to know more about this rainbow pen. I'm pretty sure that perhaps that STEM and girls access problem might be solved now. Rainbow pen. You know, the rainbow pen is for everybody, really. But it's uh, it's definitely in only, you know, actually, um, we had the OneNote team over at our school the other day, and they talked about the differences between the app and between the desktop program. And you're going to notice majority of the newer features are in the app. Like if you're a math teacher, you can go in and write the math equation 
you can solve for X, solve for Y, you can graph it, you can show kids the steps to solving the equation. Uh, that's a great thing. Or if you're like me and not a math teacher and sometimes <laughs> need help with math, then you can have one that would help you do that too. So Richard, you can actually write in using the pen and it'll recognize the equations mm -hmm. and work You it just out. have to circle it and say, this is a math equation, and then it goes right into it and it tells you what do you want to do, solve for this, graph it, see the steps for solving it all automatically. That's something yep. I hear from a lot of math teachers about. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about OneNote is that even if you are a subscriber of, we'll call it the other note-taking app out there, there is a way to import. Has anybody ever tried using the OneNote import method to import stuff from that, that green company with the elephant? Oh, that company. That company. I stopped. I stopped. I haven't used that in so long. Once I learned OneNote, I I didn't go back. I, I will tell you, I you know, I I have content in both. I I I'm one of those where sometimes I like working over here and sometimes I like working over there. But there were there have been many notebooks that I actually imported into OneNote and I started using this content only in OneNote. One of those ways that I did it is in my podcasting. I love the Green Elephant Company, but it's very limiting to what you can do. One of the nice things about OneNote that I really love is that it has an open, expansive canvas. You can zoom in, you can zoom out, you can put a ton of stuff on there. So I've been using OneNote to organize all of our podcasts. And especially now that we're in season two of the MIE Spotlight podcast, there's a plug, you can now go to my OneNote notebook and I have season two, season one. In season one, I have all of the episodes in there. And much like a what I call a brain dump on each of those notes, I have my guest pictures, I have their bios, I have the company logo, I have everything in there. And, and it because you can have a messy canvas, if you will, I like using OneNote so much better to organize my podcast notes, and then I throw in the movies, and then I throw in the audio, and everything is in there in OneNote. Couldn't be easier. And then I made a OneNote of just the links, just the RSS feeds, just the short codes, all of those different things that I do. And I got to tell you, it is absolutely and it's it's a game changer. It saved me time with the way that I'm doing things. I also love the fact, and Tammy, maybe you can help me out with this, it's collaborative. We can both be working on these OneNotes at the same time. Do you use collaborative notes with your kids? Uh, occasionally we do. Uh, recently we used the collaboration space in the classroom OneNote for, uh, we did a Lifelike, which is a great little app and online program as well. Um, but we used Lifelike and had students bring in what they created into the collaborative uh, area. Uh, you always have to monitor that. Sometimes kids, you know, get a little too much kitty. But it's really nice because it gives a voice to the students who don't normally speak up, and they can put their stuff in the collaborative area and 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 share it out with the rest of the classroom. But I was going to speak, since you're back to school, um, I was going to mention that our, our SST team, when we get together for uh, student success teams or for individual, individual education um, plans, and we talk about students, there are a lot of times where we can't all meet at the same time, but we know that action needs to be taken. So we have a OneNote where each teacher and counselor and resource teacher puts in his or her observations into the OneNote under the student's name. We publish scores, you know, that the student has gotten from various, you know, ConnectEd, Scholastic, 
And then we can all take a look at it and make a determination even without having a meeting. I mean, we'll eventually have to have a meeting, but at least we can agree on a, on a way to go forward. And then when we do have the meeting and the families are there, the meetings are often not in the school office. The meetings are often in the resource teacher's office mm -hmm. and it's after school hours. And, oh, I'm so sorry, that form is in the office that your student needs counseling or your student needs this or that. And so we'll have to get it to you. Not so with OneNote. So in our OneNote, we have all the forms that parents need just in case they need to sign it. And guess what? Digital inking. So we can open it up in OneNote. They can digitally sign it. We can email it to the parties that need to get it, including the parents. So OneNote is a lifesaver when it comes to student success teams. Now we're going to move on to a new segment of our show, one that Josh likes a lot. It's called, But Can You Do That in Chrome? And the question is, can you do OneNote using Google Chrome? And I'm going to say the answer is yes. Josh, did you know that Google Chrome has a Chrome extension called Save to OneNote? And you can do it your OneNote web clipper on there. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, Chrome is a web browser, so I would hope that it would have worked on that platform. Um, I've seen other people use it before. I know it was really popular. I don't know if they still use it, but for uh, meetings, team meetings where they discuss students as a way to have many students organized in one file and then have nodes on each of those students within there. So all you have to do mm -hmm. is open up that one file, and then all of your students are within there. So it's really nice and organized that way. Um, so I was aware that you could use it in Chrome. Um, I didn't know specifically of the Chrome extension, but uh, that's good to know that that always helps. I don't know. I, I, I know there's all those Chrome extensions out there, the save to this and that. I don't, I don't really use them a lot. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why I don't. I, I guess I just don't clip a lot of like web pages into documents. I think that's one of the, one of the powerful features. Richard, do you use anything like a web clipper or, or Oh, well, I use the send to OneNote uh, in Chrome, actually. Where, where, where it's nice is if you are pulling up an article or a, a document online and it has all those ads and the sidebar and the comments and everything, if you go send to OneNote and you sign in and ask you where exactly do you want to send this note, you can send it as just a complete web page, which basically, basically takes like a static image of the entire page, no matter how, how far down you have to scroll. Or if it's an article, it will cut out all the other everything. So you truly just have the text. And if there's any hyperlinks within the text, it keeps those live. It'll include the URL for the article that you put in there and some other information. And it sends that to OneNote. So it's a great way to actually do research and keep your research organized in a way so that you can focus on the content not on everything else going on. And then there's also another feature that lets you like clip a recipe. So it takes out all the other things with the recipe, like if it's from a blog, the pictures, the steps, the stories, the how good it was, and just it recognizes the actual ingredients, the, the steps to do it, and some other basic information. So that send to OneNote is a great feature to have in Chrome if you're using OneNote, definitely. So the question here comes up of where do I learn more? Well, you're in store for a great deal here. All of our show notes have every single thing that we've been discussing so far. All of the different tips, tricks, and everything. But that's not the only place you can go more. Jared, where can we go to learn more information about the great things that OneNote can do? Uh, you can definitely go to learnonconference.com. It's for the Learn OneNote conference. It's a community-driven event that I'm putting together. We got 
30 awesome, awesome speakers that are going to be presenting 20 to 30 minute sessions about one aspect of how they use OneNote. And I know a lot of the audience here uses OneNote in education settings, but what's great about the conference is it has like business productivity aspects as well as education aspects. It's split about 50-50. And really the premise behind it uh, is the way I learned about OneNote. I was walking through the office and I saw somebody on their computer and they had this purple page up on their on the computer and so i walked in and asked him about it and and he showed me a few things that he was doing so that's what we're trying to replicate with the learn on conference is allow people an opportunity to share how they use OneNote, and you can see real world examples of what people are doing in the classroom and in um, like business and personal settings jared where one more time where can we learn more about the work you're doing and about the conference Right. So the website is going to be learnonconference.com. Excellent. Richard, where can we learn more about the great things that you're doing today? Uh, you can find me at Mr. Snyderman, mrsnyderman.wordpress.com, or you can just go to the Lake Washington School District homepage and find our work there. And Tammy, where can we go for an autograph? <laughs> you can find me at, at Tammy Dunbar on Twitter or on my website, teachergeekischeek.com. Josh. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. G Fact of the Day, where I'm going to be moderating a chat in like a half an hour, uh, the hashtag WitsMath chat, all about my experiences in co-teaching and Sam, I got to tell you, we were talking about this the other day, and we were saying, how many ways can we use OneNote? And I haven't quite heard how we can use OneNote with puppets. Do you have any ideas there? <laughs> Well, uh, I would imagine like putting all of the scripts and whatever in there, maybe patterns, maybe reasons to puppet. Maybe, maybe some of the pieces. jokes that people bring you in. Let's say that there was a website right. out there where people wanted to hear jokes from puppets. Sam, where would they go? They would go to puppetstelljokes.com, the fastest growing joke telling puppet community on the Internet. You've been thinking about that one, haven't you? That was pretty good. Nope. Let's try. Off the top of my head. Let's, okay. Let's try. One more time. Puppets tell jokes. Go ahead. Do the whole one more time. Puppets tell jokes.com, the fastest growing puppet. Jo nope. Yeah, I can't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sam, if everything was in OneNote, you could just read that right off. <laughs> I could, but then it would sound like I was reading, but that's my problem. You know, I got to tell you, for the last couple of years, I've been a OneNote user. It has certainly not only helped me to organize everything that's going on in TeacherCast, but really keep me where I belong, which is in front of my kids, in front of my students, and less time organizing in front of my computer. It's absolutely been an amazing app. Check out the OneNote conference, learnonconference.com. You can also go and follow on Twitter, Microsoft EDU, or simply go to education.microsoft.com and learn about all the great ways that Microsoft and Office 365 can be used in your classroom. Of course, you can always use the hashtag OneNote also. Now, before we go, Tammy, there's a question in the chat box here, which is, what is up with all of those capes? How do I get a cape? Is there a special way that anybody can reach out and get a cape? Because, I mean, my kids run around in capes. How do people get capes? Uh, there was one year at the ISTE conference where they were actually handed them out by the, the handfuls, uh, but you can purchase them for $5 and I can find the link and put it on your resources for you. Um, if you're lucky enough to ever meet Mike Folson, one may fall on the ground, you never know. Um, but 
They're they're pretty cool. The one and the ones that say one note Avenger are like collector's items now because I don't think they say that anymore. Do they? Yes. I don't. And the ones that are on the back no. of stuffed llamas, these are deep cuts here. But if you if you have a, a cape on the back of a llama, you're pretty special too, aren't you, Hammy? Do you, yeah, I may, I may have one of those. You might have a flopsy around somewhere. I In hope my class overlooking everybody. I hope you have a moment to check out everything that's happening over on learnonconference.com. And you can, of course, check out all the great stuff over at teachercast.net. And you can always hit the subscribe button. We would love to have you there. On behalf of everybody here on the Tech Educator Podcast and TeacherCast Educational Broadcasting Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.